Hello and welcome to the Weekly Confessional. I'm your host, Mark. And your favorite host, Yesenia. Because I'm everybody's favorite. Mm, that's a hard sell. Uh, and uh, this week we have quite a few stories. I've got a bunch of like shorter ones that I'm going to share. They're like, I've got four. But they're going to be kind of quick. So like, Okay. Because I have two, but mine are longer. Like, okay. They're probably two of yours put together. Well, do you want me to go first and like do yeah. two in a row? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. So this one was uh, submitted by Paco26. And... I have a friend named Paco. Well, this isn't your Paco. So he was at a derby party. He lives in Louisville. Derby parties are, you know, the horse race and they, they celebrate horses and racing and fun. Two minutes and, of racing. Yeah, two minutes of racing. It's the it's the greatest two minutes. It's actually kind of fun sometimes. But um, he was at a friend's house uh, doing this derby party, and his friend had a bunch of Pokemon cards. And he had a lot of rare and holographic cards that, like, you remember back... Did you ever do Pokemon cards? Yes. I had the Mew and the Mewtwo card that they gave you when you went to go watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. but these are, like, actually valuable. Oh, whatever. So he was... He saw them, and he really wanted them. So he... You know, did what kids do. Not all kids, but some kids do. He stole them. Now, he's like seven, mind you. And he wanted the cards, so he took them. Okay? Any seven-year-old, you know, doesn't really understand the repercussions of their actions. But then the kid's dad called Paco's dad and was like, hey, your son stole these cards. Now, Paco's dad interrogated him, and Paco straight up just denied it. He was very persistently denying it, but he said he he hid the cards in his pants, but his parents checked his pockets and they couldn't find them. So his parents went to bat for him, and what ended up happening was, like, the family friendship from this, like, they've been friends for a long time, dissolved. Oh, wow. They no longer spent time, because it, the dad was saying that your son stole this, and his dad was, Paco's dad was saying, no, he didn't. He was honest. So, they no longer went to the derby parties. They stopped seeing them. And then when the dad passed away, this is like years later. Yes. Um, Who's dad? They showed up at... Oh, Paco's dad passed okay, away. Okay, his dad passed away. Yeah. And the other family showed up? Yes. And the other family showed up at the funeral. Okay. And Paco felt extremely guilty. Still. Now, I see why. But like, in defense of Paco, he was seven. Yeah. And kids are impulsive, and he didn't want to get in trouble. Um, by the way, what he did with the Pokemon cards after he got home, I forgot to say, is he threw them in the garbage because he was afraid he would get caught. So, in the end, all these rare cards just ended up going to trash. So, he did put an update that he plans on coming clean to his mom, and that he is going to try to find the people to apologize. And I feel like the people will probably... Like, I hope that they will just accept the apology and move on. Understanding that he's just, he was just seven at the time. But the repercussions were, like, a whole family friendship that could have continued for many years dissolved. Because of his lie. Because of his one small lie. It's a small lie. Like, I mean, even if the card's worth, like, 200 bucks, it's still... He just took some cards and then he said, no, I didn't. It is a small lie, but I think, like, as Paco's dad... You're accusing my kid of stealing something from you. Like, I think it goes beyond just it being a card. Does that make sense? And I think maybe that's why the friendship dissolved. 
Yeah, and I mean, Paco's dad was not wrong to believe his son, but it sucks that he was wrong because right, his son ended up was, yes. being wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that one was kind of sad because that, yeah. you hold on to that. And I see, I was trying to think of something like that that happened to me, and I really can't think of one, which I'm, I guess I'm fortunate. Though I had a, a friend who somebody stole his Nintendo 64 games back when we were kids, and we never knew who it was. But, but anyways. So, this next one is um, pretty interesting. This was posted by T-Bone Pawn. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. T-Bone Pawn. I'm calling him T-Bone. So, T-Bone's wife was at the pharmacy by their house. Mm-hmm. And their insurance card apparently had an updated number on it, and she didn't have it. So, she called him, and she was like, hey, I need the insurance card number. So, T-Bone started reading them off to her. But she's like, no, 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 I'm not bothered that. Just just send me, take a picture of it and send it to me. So T-Bone, he, he's funny, really funny guy. He decides to take a picture of it next to his penis. So he takes a picture of it next to his penis, sends it to his wife, doesn't hear back from her, it's fine. She comes home and he's like, so uh, what'd you think of the picture I sent you? And she's like, uh, thanks, that was helpful. And he was like, did you look at it? She was like, no. And apparently what she had done was she took the phone and when he sent the picture, he just, she just, she just it. showed it to the she person. She just opened it and showed it to the pharmacist and had them write the number down. Did the pharmacist say anything to her? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> and it turns out that he, yeah, his, she, she, the pharmacist saw his whole package specialty. Oh yeah. my goodness. I, I thought know. that one was particular. I don't know what I would do. I would be like, all right. I would be really angry at the person that sent me the dick pic because I'm the one that showed the dick pic to oh, the no. pharmacist. Oh, no. I'm saying if I was like the pharmacist, I would be like, I wish I had some dick pic. Would, I would say something. I really? Think I would. Really? I don't know. I'm not, I, I think it would be too much of an awkward, like, Situation. I feel like I would get the number down and I'd be like, um, I think that they accidentally took a picture of their extra member down there or something. Like, I feel like I would reference it because, because if how I can was you the not? wife, I would be pissed at my husband. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'd be. I'll angry. be pissed. I would that's... be furious. That's and embarrassing. You could. Can't you get in trouble for that? Like, I don't know, sexual harassment of some sort. I think so. And then it's it's obviously her pharmacy, like by her house. Like she goes there often. Better find a new pharmacist. Well, that's just inconvenient. (laughs) Damn. All right, your turn. Okay, so mine was posted about 21 days ago, and it was by someone named Sunshine. Uh, Sunshine5979. So I'm going to just call her Sunshine. Um, So you know that saying, the truth will set you free? Is Mm. that how it goes? Yeah. Kind of? Yes? You get what I'm saying. I I think that's what it's... Yeah, I think that's the same. Right? The truth will set you free. Yeah. Um, well, she says for her situation, it didn't work out that way. Oh. She said it went really bad. So, um, so it's a girl. Her name is Sunshine. She met this guy about eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And she said it was love at first sight. It was like. Boom. Instant. Like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know what it is about this guy, but it was like. Right there and then. She was in love. She's like, I want to pull up into his parking garage. Yes, absolutely. She says she's never felt more connected or cared for anybody else the way she cared for this guy. And like, mind you, she was in a serious relationship for six years prior to this guy. She was engaged before. So like, 
So she felt love before, she but she felt said, yes, and she said this does not compare. I don't understand what it was about this guy. I, she just said it was like love, 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 love. I call that infatuation sometimes. Though. Like I don't know, but she just said okay. nothing else compared to this guy. She's here for him. Yeah. So um, apparently he's great. Um, they're having a great time. Three and a half months into their relationship, her boyfriend's brother dies. He passes away suddenly. Um, she finds out he passed away from drug abuse. Um, and then she finds out that her boyfriend also abuses drugs. He does meth. And she's like really shocked because um, she's like, I the most I've ever done is just smoke weed when I was a teenager. She's like, I don't mess with, with drugs like that. She's a nurse. She knows like all the horrible things they do to your body. So she's like totally not for it. She's like, but I would, you would never expect this out of him. So she's kind of just stereotyping him, but she's like, he looks really clean. His teeth are better than mine. Um, he's extremely intelligent. He's a great dad to his kid. Never did I think this guy was doing drugs, but apparently he was a, a meth addict. Um, but he was extremely functional. Like he had a job. He was responsible. He was active in his son's life. I don't know. So I guess in her mind. It wasn't that big of a deal. Okay? Um, well, after his brother died, he completely changed. He became more aggressive. He began to, like, isolate himself. He became extremely territorial. And in her mind, she's thinking, okay, he's like this because he's grieving. You know, he just lost his brother. He doesn't know how to react or how to, you know, express how he's feeling. So she would justify it and deal with it, which, I mean, I don't think that's okay, but... I mean, there's a certain time period, I feel like, you should... Right. You should respect the fact that your partner's going to act differently, but I do also think that there's a... There's a limit, though, like... There's a limit, and there's also an understanding of a difference between an unhealthy relationship. If you've had conversations about this, and he's still choosing to deal with it in that manner, I think that that's a separate conversation. Right. And so then, he began to be in the bathroom, like alone locked in there for one to three hours at a time and she's like it got to the point where i couldn't even ask him are you okay or like what are you doing because he would get pissed off and go into like a range so she's like obviously i know what he was doing he was doing poker up in the bathroom really poker are you being sarcastic yeah you know i don't get sarcasm anyways so um he worked in like the oil industry um, I'm not too familiar with that, but he would go, I guess he goes out in the fields and like does something with oil. I don't know, but he works for some company. They make bank. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He has money. So, you know, him and a few other co-workers, they're sent 13 hours away to go and set up this oil field thing. I don't know what it is. Um, so he goes over there the whole time he's over there, him and one particular co-worker, are consistently fighting. I mean, like, physically fighting. Like, they're punching each other. Like, they're getting into it all the time. The other guy does meth, too. So, I don't know if meth had any correlation to their fights. Um, So, she's like, okay, I'm going to go over there to try to calm him down and try to get, like, you know, kind of fix the situation. Because he was calling her, consistently telling her they were fighting. So she's there for four days and then she heads back home. This is 13 hours away. So she's driving 13 hours back and forth. Well, 
Her boyfriend calls her and tells her, we got in a fight again. He stole my money. He stole my drugs. And he stole important documents. I'm like, well, what? what I mean, I guess if you go on like a long trip or if you're living somewhere, you might bring your like birth certificate. I don't know. So I was like, okay. So then, um, then her BF hangs up, whatever. The conversation's over. He calls her again. And he calls her on FaceTime and he is freaking out. And she's like, what's wrong? What's going on? And he's like, he's dead. He's dead. And she said that he like switched the camera to show the body and the body was on the floor. Uh-huh. And so then she's like, oh my God, did you kill him? Like, this is, she's thinking all these things yeah. in her head. And she's, she's in denial. She's like, he's so high off drugs right now. He's probably being delusional. The other guy's probably passed out from being so high. Like... He's probably not dead, you know? Or he's dead. Uh, well, so she's like, I need to go. I need to go help him. And he tells her, come help me. So she goes back, drives, freaking works 12 hours, drives 13 hours. She finally gets there. And so she's like expecting to see like a murder scene, you know, or something. She walks in the house. There's no blood anywhere. Everything looks fine. So he cleaned that shit up. Good for him. He knows how to murder someone. She went into the living room and there is the body wrapped up. Oh, there was actually... There is a body. A real body. The guy's body. (gasps) And then her boyfriend and the other guys, they're just shooting around a gun and there's like bullet holes on like the freaking living room walls. So they're just like casually just hanging out and there's a dead man on the freaking living room floor. Well, what else do you do on a Tuesday night when you're working in an oil field? Oh, I'm like, what the hell? So she's like freaking out inside, but she was scared. She's like, if I try to run right now, he's going to think I'm going to go snitch and he's going to kill me. Like, what do I do? So she stayed there for two days. She stayed with the body. Yes. She stayed there. I don't blame her. Survival mode. She cleaned up because he was like, go clean up everything. She cleaned up the entire house. So she's like you freaking, you know. An accomplice. Uh-huh. So she's cleaning all this up. He has wounds from when he fought with the with the other guy. She's like disinfecting his, you know, she's a nurse. She's like, whatever, fixing him up. And um, then she's like, okay, I'm finished. I need to go. And she leaves. She just leaves. You know, she tried to keep her cool. So he didn't think like, oh, she's going to go fucking say something. Um, How long did she wait? Hold on. So she's driving home and she's having a conversation with herself. I do that. And she's just like, I don't have anything to do with this murder. Um, you know, just destruction of evidence, but it's not a big deal. It's just a misdemeanor. Those aren't the end of the world. I'll be okay. <laughs> and I'm, as I'm reading this, I'm like, bitch, what the fuck you mean? Like, that's a big you deal. You're kidding me. I'm listening to you say this. I'm like, yes, yes, you are right. You, you did not do nothing. <laughs> it was not your fault. Oh, hell you no. You were dragged into this shit. And she's just like... The guilt was unbearable. She's like, I, it would kill me. You know how, like, you see those Facebook posts, like, the family, yeah, like, yeah. missing person. She's like, I kept seeing that post because the guy was from her town. <sighs> and she's just like, the guilt would eat at, it was eating me alive. She's like, I cannot contain this. Um, Her boyfriend never wanted to talk about it. And he even acted kind of cocky, like, because he got away with it, like. You know. He was proud of this. Yes, he was proud of this. And she's over here fucking dying of guilt. So then um, he became physically, verbally, mentally abusive. Like, super to the point where the last time that she saw him, she was running to her car. 
And he came and slammed her head with the car door. And that's when she realized, if I stay here with him and I don't say anything about what he did, I will be his next victim. So she went to the police. How many, how much, how much, did she say how long it took her? No. I'm just going to say this. What a shocker that you find out your boyfriend murdered someone and then he's abusive to you? What? I know. And you stayed with him? I know. What? So she did go to the police. She lost her job. She lost, whoever she was living, she's not allowed to be there anymore. And her family's not speaking to her. Um, she's not going to be charged with anything. Well, but I mean, the social repercussions of knowing that you saw her. Oh, and that's what she says. She's just like, I feel like I'm living in a prison. Like, I'm couch surfing. The ones I care about won't talk to me. The man that I was so in love with is now in jail. Um, she feels like her confession didn't help him make the situation worse. And she doesn't know how she's going to get through his trial. I honestly think, like, I want to say, like, up until her not telling the police right away, I was with her. Like, I get it. Stockholm Syndrome. You're there. But, like, I'm assuming it sounds like there was enough time for him to, quote, unquote, be abusive to her while she lived long distance from him. So they had to, I'm going to guess, even if there was a minimum a week, a week, it took you a week to go tell someone, like, that's just too much. I was with her up until that point. Once you decided to leave that place and keep that a secret, that was a choice made. Mm -hmm. And I think these are just the repercussions of her actions. Yes, I agree. And I think sometimes love makes you do stupid things. At least that's what she thought she was in love. Because she still cares about him. No, that's an unhealthy relationship. Absolutely. You're obsessed with your partner at that point. Yeah. I believe in, like, I love love. Everything's great. I'm sorry. If I come home and my fiance killed somebody, like, sure, I will help you clean up for a second. And then I'm going to leave and call the cops and be like, get his crazy ass out of my house. I'm not next. Oh, my God. No, thank you. You're not a true ride or die, homie. No, I'm a ride. I'm not a or die. You take that part out of the equation. I will 100% ride. You want to ride to McDonald's? I'll ride to McDonald's. You want to ride down the street? I'll ride down the street. You want to ride to the mortuary? Is that what it's called? The mortuary? No, thank you. No, ma'am. I'm Ride to the police station. I I, I will do the same thing, believe me. Like, uh uh-uh. And I'm pretty sure the people listening would agree. You don't need to be a ride or die. You just need to be a ride. Okay, moving forward. Speaking of relationships, I've got a good one for you. Okay. So this was posted by Fence Palio. I'm going to call him Fence. Okay, Fence. Fence. And so he's 20. His girlfriend's 21. Now, this has become more common lately, and I'm 100% for it. I've heard some times where this has worked. But they were dating for four years. They were high school sweethearts, and then they kind of decided, like, they want to spice things up. So they decide they're going to open up the relationship to other people. Oh, gosh. Well, see, I've... I've heard situations where this has actually, like, revitalized a relationship. It's great for you. It may not be. It's not for me, but it for whoever it is, good for you. 110% support your life decisions. Now, they decided it together, but she was apparently more persistent on this oh, okay. situation. So, he was, all, he was for it. And yeah. So, some time goes by, and he gets a call from her. And she's like, hey, super hot guy, 110% want to bang but can you spot me the hotel fee? 
He's like, we agreed to this. You know what? You go have your fun, boo-boo. Go do it. So, of course, she does. He doesn't hear from her for the rest of the night, but, you know, they're they're doing the birds and the bees, having their fun. Yeah. So, she comes back home. Everything's great for another week. They're spending time together still. And she's texting the guy still, but he's not really worried about it. Then she says, hey, can I go meet him again? Now, he kind of thought that was a little bit weird because he thought it would be with a bunch of different people, but, like, yeah. he loves her, he trusts her, they've been together for four years, it's definitely, a you know, a consistent relationship. So he's like, yeah, sure. So she goes, he pays for the hotel again. Is she? Is he not fucking anybody? I don't know if he is, but I'm going to assume not. I'm okay. going to assume, I'm gonna assume maybe, right. maybe he's just okay with it, and that's fine. Like, that is a thing... That if he's comfortable with it and they're yeah. both two consenting adults, fucking do it. Right. So but he pays again. He pays again. She goes. Okay. Doesn't hear from her for the rest of the night. Until the next day. Yeah. He gets a text from her that she needs a break from everything. It's too much. Having a supportive... Well, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I know her perspective. So maybe he's not a supportive boyfriend. But the situation is not working out and she needs some time. Apparently, her and that guy, they're two peas in a pod. They're together now. He found out through mutual friends, sees them on Snapchat. And so, long story short, he paid for his girlfriend to leave him. That's so sad. Oh my god, I feel so bad. Didn't we already establish this podcast as kind of a variety show? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's the end. Oh, There's no happy ending. Oh yep, god. that's it. Really? That's all, folks. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I don't know. If, like, maybe he moved. Here, I'll, I'll help you out here. He actually moved on and he. <gasps> really? Are you lying? A Are unicorn you... farm oh, and he's looking at the labor. Whatever. Okay. You ready for this next one? Yeah. So this next one I actually relate to on like a personal level. Okay. Because it's it's just about impulsivity and I can be very impulsive at times. Yeah, you are. Um. So, okay. So... Okay, the little Junes posted this. We're going to call her June. And June's sister had a birthday. Now, June works night shift. So June's in bed sleeping. She's all cozied up. And if you know people who work night shift, like, don't. they It's kind of rough on the body and they take time to wake up. Yeah. So the little sister decided to come in while June was, like, in her deep, deep sleep. And she wanted to show her the birthday gift that her parents got her. And it was this, like, beautiful ring. And so she woke her up and she showed her the ring right away. And June sees the ring, doesn't really know what happens next, grabs it, puts it in her mouth, and swallows it. Now, in her mind, she saw, like, you know in Bugs Bunny and cartoons, like, they... They, they swallow something and it's really funny and you see the, the lump go down your throat and it's yeah. just like hee hee ha ha. So that's what she was going for. That's not what she just swallowed a ring. That's And like just impulsively did not think about it. Just down the gullet. Because went, she was sleeping still? She was like waking up. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't really understand it but I totally understand it. Because I have, I have those weird impulsive thoughts sometimes but like I don't act on them. But, like, it's just funny that, like, her first... And that's what she did. And I guess it's because she was half asleep. And she said that it was, like, a split second. She just did not really think it through. It just happened. 
And so, obviously, sister runs out screaming and crying because her prized gift, it was like a beautiful gold ring with a birthstone on it. It was really pretty. It, it, it was, and it's just gone now. So she, I'm sorry. So she is a 20-year-old, June is twenty a 20-year-old 20 woman, 20-year-old woman. She's not some, you know, kid. She literally is an adult doing this. And so she leaves, and obviously no one in the house is amused. Her parents are not amused. They are very annoyed with her and disappointed. And so now she has to go to the ER. And when she goes to the ER, obviously you have to explain what happened. And she said this quote, and I think it's hilarious. She said that no one at the ER found it funny, and it was met with stern disapproval or a remarkable sense of passivity like you could see in their eyes. That they had seen endless shit. And to them, I was just another drop in the ocean of human stupidity. Oh my gosh. Did they get it out? So they didn't. They're not going to cut it out of her. They're actually going to just let her pass it. So she passes it. And then she has to sift through her own poop until she finds the ring. Then she has to clean it off and give it back to her sister. Is that not going to hurt her intestines? Like they, they did the x-ray to see, and it was going to pass through just fine. They checked to see if it's going to cause any damage. If they don't think it will, they'll let you just pass it. Oh, my gosh. I just think... That's disgusting. I would not want that shit back, literally. It was a nice ring, though. I saw a picture of it. It was like it was really pretty and ornate looking. And I, I think it was expensive, too. But I just think it's so funny that her first instinct is to swallow it. <laughs> what? Just swallowed it? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I she was probably sleep deprived. I don't know, you know. Yeah, third shift came as you. All right, I bet your story's solid. Let's let's hear it. Your last one was really good. Okay, this one is interesting. Um, it's posted about ten months ago by somebody named Casima Hearn, five five one zero. You better call him Cass. I'm just. I was gonna call her K. I like Cass. Let's do Cass. I kind of like that one better, too. I just took K because it was the first letter. Cass. Okay, anyway, so this happened in 1997. So that was what? 22 years ago? Look at you, yeah. All right, there we go. So um, Cass was 38 at this time, and she had her daughter who was 18 years old. And her daughter was dating some guy named Harry who was 24 years old. And the mom, Cass, had a little bit of an issue with their age gap. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like six years, so. And then Cass gives a little background about herself. She was like, at that time, I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict. I was heavily doing cocaine. Um, and she recognizes I was not a good person. And obviously, I was not a good mother. She was like, I did not abuse my daughter physically, but she didn't neglect her daughter. She didn't pay any attention to her. She cared more about her addiction than her own, her own kid. Well, I appreciate that she takes ownership. She did. She took ownership. And then um, she says that now she's been sober for 14 years. So congrats to her. So she Good has her. turned her life around. Um, so anyways, her daughter is dating this guy named Harry. Um, Cass did not improve. Um, obviously, the age gap was the difference. But she said that Harry would always flirt with her. Ooh. Like, was flirtatious with her, was, you know, just an inappropriate, um, you know. She could be reading into it, though. Maybe he just really wanted her approval. See, that's, I don't know. Um, and also, she didn't like him because he was an alcoholic and he was a drug addict as well. 
Oh, they were two peas in a pod. Yeah. Um, but I guess she knew it was wrong, and obviously she wants better for her daughter, so she don't want her daughter being with somebody. Like, that's like her. That's sad, but... Okay. Well, it's the truth. Was... And she recognizes these things. Um, well, anyways, the daughter breaks up with this hairy guy, and the daughter decides to move away. Um, Cass says they live on the East Coast, and, um, daughter moved, I don't know where. She just says away, to get away and get her okay. shit together. She's 18, just went through a bad breakup, you know. At 18, you think it's the end of the world. Um, so, Harry begins to call Cass and is insistent. He's just like, let's go get some drinks. Let's go do this. Let's hang out. And she's just like, no, no, no. And one day he calls her and he's like, I have a bunch of coke. Oh, that's a hell yeah for a drug user. And she said she could not resist. So, he came over. They did a bunch of cocaine, and then they did it. 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 They did it. They played Twister with no clothes. Yes. They did it. So she basically had intercourse with her daughter's ex-boyfriend. I was like, what in the fuck? Anyways, she does say he was a really good-looking guy, like if that's going to make it okay. But she... Put that detail on there. And she says this went out for about three to four months of them getting together, doing a bunch of cocaine, and having sex. Getting together, doing a bunch of cocaine, and having sex. It was like routine. She's like, and when you have that that junkie who's your friend, she's like, it's like awesome. So they were each other's like junkie friend, I guess. I don't know what that's like, but I'm assuming it means that you get free drugs sometimes. There you go. Well, um, you know, what happens when you have sex and... You're like in a whole other world. You're not even worried about protection. She gets pregnant. <gasps> oh, that's deep. Yeah. So she's just like, damn, I'm pregnant. This is my daughter's ex-boyfriend. I don't want anything to do with him. I'm using him for coke. She never tells him she gets an abortion. Doesn't say a word to him. And this is in 1997. To be honest, I think that's her right. Oh, I, I mean, that's her right. But like. I mean, I think it was a lot harder back then to get an abortion than it is now. I mean, even now they're still fighting. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So it makes me question like, well, how did you do it? Did you go to a clinic? Did you do it on your own? I don't know. She's on drugs. Hopefully she went to a clinic. I hope so. Well, she got an abortion. She never told him anything. She was like, I'm taking this to my grave. Um, And she stopped seeing him. She was like, that was it. She's like that. I was like, what I'm doing is wrong. This... That was her wake-up call. Yeah, she hit snooze a few times, but she got there. I won't she got there. I mean, it was extreme, but she got there. So, whatever. Um, Her daughter calls her two years later and tells her, Hey, Mom, remember Harry? Yes. We're back together. Uh, okay, this is where it gets yucky. Yeah. They get back together, and the mom's like, devastated, mortified. She's like, what? What? What do you mean you're back Maybe together? Maybe Harry cleaned up his act. Well, that's what the daughter told her. She was like, Harry got sober. He's a completely different person. Um, It just worked out. And the mom's like, fucking great. She's terrified he's going to tell her, oh, I used to fuck your mom. He did, though. Well. And she's, and one day, they, you know, they didn't visit often because they lived in Texas and she lived on the East Coast. Um, one day Harry went to the mom and told her, 
Um, she doesn't have to know what happened between us. If you don't say anything, I will not ever say anything. And Cass agreed. So they never told the daughter. Forward oh. 16 years later, they're married. So they've been married for 16 years now. And they have a kid. And this is like the way that she ends her confession. I'm just like, Ugh. cringing. Um, she says, there is tension between her and Harry. It's not sexual tension, but it's more like awkward. shame, like awkward, like we're disgusting. Why do we have to do that? Like, I've had is, your penis inside what, me and you're married to my this? daughter. And you have a child with my daughter. Well, then she says, she thinks about this all the time. It eats at her. Um, and when she sees her grandson, it's like, she's like, I feel like that was my son. Oh, like no, that's a bit much. When she's looking at her grandson, like, oh, you could have been my son. Like, it's... Okay, see... Weird! Yeah, I don't... I think it's especially weird because they, they, they didn't tell her, but, like, I also don't... I don't know. I respect the fact that they didn't tell her because ignorance is bliss. I don't know. I would want to know. And then leave it on to me if I want to continue to be with this person or not. But they've had 16 years of happiness because of it. So there's that. And then also, like, they both clean up their act. They're both good people. But, yeah, that's awkward. But, see, the thing is, and I was actually talking to my mom about this. Because I was just like, they must have really been that fucked up to not even know. Like, I've seen your mom. She's pretty. You could, This could happen to you. Shut up. Don't say that to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just don't, get, don't let her get addicted to coke and then... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, um... That's sad. You know, I think they were just so lost. And you're right. Harry cleaned up. He was a great person. The mom cleaned up. She's a great person. It's just sad, like, what drugs really do to you. It really does take a toll. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our stories for this week. Thank you so much for anybody who listened. Uh, Please do us a favor and five-star us wherever you listen to us. And subscribe because we need it. And share us. Tell your friends about us. Please, we're desperate. Uh, if you hear that noise, that is my dog. Uh, she wants attention, so I'm going to go give it to her. I know. She's so cute. She's so precious. She'll be our mascot. I'll post pictures of her all the time. All right. Bye.